Let us pray. Merciful God, your son was lifted on the cross to draw all people to himself. Grant that we who have been born out of his wounded side may at all times find mercy in him. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Isaiah. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted and lifted up, and shall be very high. Just as there were many who were astonished at him, so marred was his appearance beyond human semblance, and his form beyond that of mortals. So he shall startle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which had not been told them, they shall see. And that which they had not heard, they shall contemplate. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. They made his grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. 
Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. When you make his life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. Out of his anguish he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death, and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Word of God, word of life.
from Hebrews. Since then we have a high, great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John.
So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now many of the people read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Judeans said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man said... I am the king of the Jews.
since it was the day of preparation. The Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because the Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the people, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed Jesus' body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jewish people. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. 
I banter once in a while with the guy who cuts my hair. I'll call him Rob. He is officially a stylist, but I don't think I have enough hair to deserve that word. Anyway, he likes to call me PC for short, Pastor Craig. And a couple weeks ago, I joked, I'll see you on Easter Sunday. Services are at 9 and 11. He smiled and said, that'll be when hell freezes over. But then he went on to tell me, as he had before, that he didn't see how God could have allowed his mom to die from such a hard death to cancer. Now, there are other reasons Rob is estranged from church and religion. But one thing I know, he wasn't looking for any words. He wasn't looking for any answers from me. People bring other questions to Good Friday. I'm not always sure they're looking for answers. There's the John 3:16 question. Are the only ones saved those who believe Jesus died for their sins? After all, plenty of other religions talk about a loving, merciful God without the cross. And why did Jesus have to die? Was it preordained? Or was Jesus a martyr crucified because of his being a threat to the political and religious systems of that day. In other words, maybe he didn't die for the sins of the world, but because of the sins of the world. And then for many other thinkers, there's that whole atonement problem. Did Jesus really need to die to pay the price of our sin, to satisfy the demands of an angry God? an angry father God? Or are there other ways in scripture and theology to understand atonement? And finally, what shall we do with the anti-Jewish rhetoric of John's account of the passion, written late in the first century when the emerging Jesus movement was at odds with Judaism? It can make our heads but fast forward to today and other questions. Why does it seem like everyone is so angry, so resentful these days, feeling like a victim? What is underneath our deep fear, our loneliness? And why do the inequities and the unfairness seem to be increasing rather than improving? And is there really a benevolent God underneath our mad, suffering world? Maybe that's what Rob wondered. Now, I welcome questions, your questions. This church welcomes questioners. But this Good Friday liturgy invites us to get out of our heads, into our hearts, into our bodies, and looking at all of this with a different lens. For you see, the gospel writer John did that. Decades after the death of Jesus, he sees the cross as resurrection. Paradox, a non-binary way of looking at things we might say today. King but no king, Jesus reigns from the cross. Lifted up from the earth, the crucified one is life and healing. A truth not of this world, but one that transforms everything in it. Now, Jesus and Pilate, as we heard, engage in a kind of verbal power struggle. 
What is truth and what is fake, we might ask. And in light of the long-awaited report issued yesterday, one, commenter, one commentator says that there's a kind of operational nihilism going on today. Everything is about self-interest, cynicism, debasement. If everything is rigged, then all values are suspended and everything is permitted. And what then is truth? It can make our heart hurt. And maybe that's why the silence of this day speaks most powerfully. Because as you know, when someone is deeply suffering, you just don't go up to them and say, everything will be okay. Everything happens for a reason. You're gonna come out of this stronger. But in retrospect, in hindsight, in looking back, we can see that often suffering can be transformative. That's why our spiritual ancestors were able to eventually proclaim the great paradox that the cross is the tree of life. Or as we so, shall soon sing, we glory in your cross, O Lord. We praise your holy resurrection. For through the cross, joy has come into the world. Let me tell you, this Good Friday liturgy couldn't be more different than the way I experienced it or we observed it when I was a child. Cover everything in black and be very sad. But there's already a hint of resurrection tonight. No wonder there's a tradition of venerating the cross without shoes. You might try that tonight. Because like Moses seeing the burning bush, we are on holy ground. This cross, this place, this community, this world. The final hymn that we will sing tonight is among my very favorites and the same for others in this community. It uses poetic language to express what couldn't be put into words the paradox of our faith, or a Lutheran theology of the cross, as one seminarian put it. God the crucified, holy and glorious, holy and powerful, holy and beautiful. Most of us live our lives in a linear way. We move from here to here. Like moving from, well, Good Friday to Easter, we think if we can just get through this rough time, everything will be okay, everything will be better. But then there are more burdens, more heartache, more hurt, more injustice. As we celebrate these three days, cross and resurrection are intertwined suffering and joy, two sides of the same coin. There's rarely one without the other. Life is bittersweet. Our sadness has a tinge of joy, our joy a tinge of sadness. Dear friends, this may not answer our questions. Yet in the fire and in the flood, in the agony and in the despair, in the midst of everything that is God-forsaken, even in the darkness of Good Friday, a light shines and hope
let us pray, siblings in Christ, for the Holy Church throughout the world. Almighty and eternal God, you have shown your glory to all nations in Jesus Christ. By your Holy Spirit, guide the Church and gather it throughout the world. Help it to persevere in faith, proclaim your name, and bring the good news of salvation in Christ to all people. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for Elizabeth and Wayne, our bishops, for Craig, Michelle, and Ben, our pastors, for Noah, our vicar, for all servants of the church, and for all the people of God. Almighty and eternal God, your spirit guides the church and makes it holy. Strengthen and uphold our bishops, pastors, deacons, other ministers, and lay leaders. Keep them in health and safety for the good of the church. And help each of us in our various vocations to do faithfully the work to which you have called us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for those preparing for baptism. Almighty and eternal God, you continue to bless the church, increase the faith and understanding of those preparing for baptism, give them new birth as your children, and keep them in the faith and communion of your holy church. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the Jewish people, the first to hear the word of God. Almighty and eternal God, long ago you gave your promise to Abraham and your teaching to Moses. Hear our prayers that the people you called and elected as your own may receive the fulfillment of the covenant's promises. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the Muslim people, children of God's covenant with Abraham, and who also adore one merciful God. Almighty and eternal God, the children of your covenant are more numerous than the grains of sand. Grant to all who share faith in you, the merciful judge of all humanity, to live in peace and tranquility. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray for all who do not share our faith or who do not believe in God. Almighty and merciful God, you gather into your embrace all those who call out to you under different names or honor mystery in diverse ways. Bring an end to interreligious strife and make us more faithful witnesses of the love made known to us in your Son. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for God's creation. Almighty and eternal God, you are the creator of a magnificent universe. Hold all the worlds in the arms of your care and bring all things to fulfillment in you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Let us pray for those who serve in public office. Almighty and eternal God, you are the champion of the poor and oppressed. In your goodness, give wisdom to those in authority so that all people may enjoy justice, peace, freedom, and a share in the goodness of your creation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for those in need. Almighty and eternal God, you give strength to the weary and new courage to those who have lost heart. Heal the sick, comfort the dying, give safety to travelers, free those unjustly deprived of liberty, and deliver your world from falsehood, hunger, and disease. Hear the prayers of all who call on you in any trouble, that they may have the joy of receiving your help in their need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Finally, let us pray for all those things for which our Lord would have us ask. Our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the Savior of the world. O come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the Savior of the world. Oh, come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the Savior of the world. Oh,
We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have reached. 